0: Today I'm going to share a homeschool entrepreneurial story with you and introduce you to Unlock Math. Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools, features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started.
1: (laughs)
2: In
1: 400 metres...
2: 100 metres. You have reached your
0: destination. Today I'm speaking with Matthew and Alicia Blackwood, who are the founders of Unlock Math, and they were both homeschooled from grade four onward. What can you add to that introduction? Tell us about your children and your homeschool.
2: Well, we actually have four children. Gabriel is our oldest and he is uh, thirteen. And so that's been an interesting journey into the teenage years, as uh, parents know who have teenagers. And our next one is Taven. He is 11. And Samaya, she's our only girl, and she is 6, almost 7. And then our youngest is Zalen, and he is 3. And so we have a very eclectic sort of homeschool life, and, you know, they're very... Very inquisitive, very rambunctious, very energetic, and they definitely keep us uh, extremely busy on top of everything else we have going on in our life.
0: Thank you. Yes, we have four children also, and uh, so I know where you're at, and we actually had all four being teenagers at one time. So that's my claim to fame.
1: Fortunately, we won't be going through that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did the math pretty good, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're both second-generation homeschoolers. Matthew, can you go first and share your experiences of being homeschooled?
1: Sure. In 1981, when I was nine years old, I was living in Georgia. That's where I was born and raised. um, My mother saw John Holt on the Phil Donahue Show. And for those of you that don't know, John Holt was one of the pioneers of the homeschooling-unschooling movement in the U.S. And he wrote a number of books, one of which was Growing Without Schooling. And this really intrigued my mother, and uh, it was just a few months after that she pulled us out of school, uh, myself and my two younger sisters, and we began our homeschool journey. And uh, we used, uh, used textbooks from uh, various places that we would find them, and the library was really our, uh, our learning ground. I can't uh, count the number of books that I, I checked out of the two local libraries we had, it was a great experience for me because I was afforded a lot of opportunities to learn things that I probably wouldn't have been able to in the public school system. It was so good. It was something I always wanted to do with my own kids is, uh, is to homeschool them once, once, back, uh, once I had some.
0: That's so great. And now you are. Yes. Alicia, you were homeschooled for part of your educational journey. Can you tell us about that?
2: Sure. Um, I too was homeschooled from uh, fourth grade, so this would have been in '84. I'm much younger than Matthew. My it really started. It wasn't. It really was not um, well looked upon when my mom had started to initially think about it. It it really started because my brother had started to get in with a uh, wrong crowd, a uh, little rough crowd, and you know behaviors were not uh, they were less than desirable. And so this what my mom had started to think that maybe that wasn't the best uh, place because there was not a lot of support happening in the school. And she, you know, she was afraid that the behavior would only escalate. And so at just after we started in fourth grade, we had started in the public school, um, she pulled us out. And the superintendent at the time was uh, exceptionally against it. And uh, he gave us a really hard time. We had to have meetings. We... Uh, you know, he would quiz us on things that we knew, and he would tell us all these things that we should be doing and should know, and of course, you know, I knew that, we all knew that the kids in the class uh, that we had left, they were not expected to know the same things, and so it was challenging for sure, Uh, and you know, my mom had had not um, heard much about it, and so she you know, gathered books from wherever she could gather. You know, secondhand from the library, from schools, from just anywhere until eventually settled on the Abeka curriculum, and that's that's what I followed through until I got to high school. And uh, because of my chosen career path, I it was going to be easiest to get my diploma via the public school. It was it was going to be really uh, a challenge to get it otherwise um, by homeschooling and so made the decision to put me back into school and you know I didn't have any problems adjusting and uh, here I am
0: today. (laughs) Cool well listening to your stories it kind of reminds me of mine a little I was homeschooled for a while in the 80s and we used um, old public school textbooks there weren't really curriculum fairs out there and We didn't even know probably where to get curriculum. There was no internet. And we did go to the library a great deal. Our um, public school principal, I guess they were exercising the legal right to determine whether our education was satisfactory or not. Um, And so they actually had us, I remember in grade eight, actually having to go to school and write the exams (laughs) for all the stuff that, you know, I wasn't there for but we knew that was coming. So we just like borrowed all our friends who did go to the (laughs) school and studied up on them and aced all the exams. But
2: yes, that that sounds very familiar. It's funny because I, I was such, I loved reading. And I, I, when I was in the public school, I had missed a chunk of time and there was the advanced level reading and there was the lower level reading. And of course. You know, they think they, I don't know, whatever names they call them, the kids always know, you know, it's a lower and a higher. And I loved reading for, for like, as long as I can remember, I've always loved reading. But this one year, this one teacher, I had to miss a chunk of time in the beginning of school. And so when I had come back, she had told me, oh, you don't want to have to get caught up. And so she was going to move me down to this uh, lower reading group. And I was really upset because, I, I've always been a hard worker, and I was willing to work to get caught up and and I didn't you know I loved reading and I knew I could do it, but I wasn't given that option. So that was an, that was another blessing from being homeschooled. I was able to read and I read so much continually all the time. Just loved to read and and I was able to just read and you know as much as I wanted and and uh, what you know, whatever. Um, I wanted to read about it, I could read about it. So, you know, that's one of those huge benefits of of homeschooling.
0: And I don't want to give away all of my nerdiness in one podcast episode, but I think I read Winston Churchill's biography when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old or, you know, way too young to even (laughs) understand it. But he he was homeschooled, actually. Reading is so... So good. So then you went on to become a teacher and you specialized in math. So what made you decide to homeschool? Is it because, as Matthew said, he was homeschooled and he thought it was a good thing? Um, what What made that happen for you?
2: Well, I'd always known that I wanted to be a teacher. And, um, and I, you know, I just always loved math. And so, uh, but I also was able to see... The, I think, I mean, I always had a positive view of homeschooling anyway because it, you know, it did not stop me from doing anything I wanted to do. And, and I'd always known what I wanted to do. And, and so I was a self motivated student and I did what I had to do. Um, but I, I just felt like we could give our kids uh, different educational experiences, better educational experiences. We could allow them to pursue their own passions, to learn things that they wouldn't necessarily have the option of learning. And coming from the public school and private school, I taught them both, but um, I, especially before I left to to do what we do now, um, I saw so much of kids getting left behind gaps. The education was subpar, to say the least. And I did not want my kids to fall through the cracks in the system. And so that was a big part of, of what made us
0: want to homeschool. That's amazing. So uh, I was speaking earlier today, and it will be another podcast episode with Laurel Coatesworth from the CCHE, which is the Charitable Division of Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And one of the things that they do is really communicate what the research is saying in terms of homeschooling right now. And so back when I started homeschooling my children, it was about 89% of people did it for faith reasons. And uh, now the actual number one reason for homeschooling in Canada appears to be just because it's such a great educational method and parents are looking to give their children a great education. So that's kind of motivating most people now for homeschooling. Right. So I would like you to share with me how the idea of unlocking math came about.
1: Well, it's... Um kind of a long story, um, but uh, I'll get into it a little bit. I've, ever since um, Alicia and I got married, and you know, she was a, a high school math teacher when we married, and uh, I would sometimes go and eat lunch with her, so I'd go to the school and, and have lunch. And I'd touch the tail end of, of some of her classes and watch her teach. And I remember back then, and this was in 2002, um, that... I would tell her I was amazed at what an awesome teacher she was and the rapport she had with her students and just the command she had over the classroom and the, you know, the kids were just eating up what she had to say and because she, she had their attention.
0: And that's very rare in a math teacher.
1: Yes. And so I I told her way back then, I said, man, if we could ever bottle you up, we'd really have something. And, um, Fast forward a few years, and we've got kids of our own and we're sitting at the kitchen table and we're looking through um, curriculum options for them. And at the time, our, our two oldest boys were, were quite young. so We were, you know, researching grade school curriculum for them. And we were looking at, at different options and we, we saw some, some online options for education. And uh, I looked over, and she looked over at me. and She says, why couldn't we do something like this? And it's like a light bulb went off in my brain. I was like, we could. I had worked in uh, television production uh, for a number of years. And so I knew I had the skill to uh, do the video editing and, and make our videos be what they need to be. And I knew she had the skill in the in the teaching math and how she, her, her approach to teaching math. And uh, I, I knew that we could do this.
0: That's so great. And so it's kind of an entrepreneurial story as well as a homeschooling story and a curriculum story. Um, So when you decided to create this program, you were part of a business support program in your area, in the Peterborough area. What is that program and what kinds of support did you receive?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you that it would have been nearly impossible for us to do what we've done without their support. Um and we didn't have it initially. Um I was working um we actually moved from Georgia to um Canada um a couple of years before we started this. And we thought because looking up here before we moved, you know, Alicia had her teaching degree and um I had worked in like I said, television production and also restaurant management. And uh, we moved up here without um without a job but we had a little bit of a nest egg and we we thought that we would um you know find something rather quickly well come to find out the teaching jobs were not easy to get once we got up here so that wasn't an option for Alicia and also I had not been able to find um regular full-time work I was working full-time at the time but not it wasn't um in my chosen field and it, it wasn't a good fit and uh so when we decided to do this, we actually kind of jumped in with both feet. And um, Alicia started going to the library at first, working um, on developing the curriculum. Um, and then we saw an ad in the paper, our article in the paper, about this uh, um, business support program in Peterborough called the Innovation Cluster. And so we applied to be admitted. And they, they really liked our idea, and uh, so that uh, they accepted us. We were one of the first companies that they accepted into the program. And what that gives you, it gives you office space, um, free. Um, it gives you um, a lot of resources to what they call knowledge partners, so that's whether it's accountants or lawyers or a lot of different uh, mentoring, um, things like that, so you can get advice uh, as you start and, grow your business. And we've also been able to, um, through the innovation cluster, be exposed to a lot of different uh, government funding programs. And so Unlock Math has been able to secure um, a number of loans um, that we probably wouldn't have otherwise, and also government grants to help us develop what we have.
0: That's incredible to have that kind of support for your business startup and so I will put some links in the show notes to that resource and just to some articles that talk about when you were launching Unlock Math and um, I can only imagine how time-consuming it was to make all of your courses. How have you worked together in your family and in your balance? Sorry, and in your business to balance everything. Have you had some challenges in figuring out your roles and how to manage it all?
1: There have been a lot of challenges, but I'll I'll tell you from the very beginning when when Alicia and I started dating and and got married, we had a dream of someday working together because we're that couple that wants to spend all of our time together. I was 29 when we met, and she was 26, and you know, it's not marrying young. And we, we just felt like, uh, because we didn't meet, we weren't high school sweethearts. We didn't meet when we were 18. You know, we, we had a lot of time to make up for, um, because we missed those early years with each other. And we just want to spend, when we say we want to spend the rest of our life together, that means every hour of every day that's possible. And so we had the dream of working together, but Th- that said, there, there have been a lot of challenges and a lot of, um, balls in the air as far as juggling life work balance and I think Alicia will will speak to a little bit of that now.
2: It was pretty easy to figure out our roles. Matthew is the business guy and I'm the teacher so that part was really easy and you know we only had three kids when we started and I started going full-time working on the first course when uh, Samaya was only a year old And I did work a lot of hours. There was a lot of sacrifice made on, you know, our family's part and our part. You know, Matthew was with the kids, which was was great, but I wasn't, you know, there the same as I was. And so there was a significant sacrifice that we made in order to get started. And, uh, you know, and one course isn't enough because people want to know that they can continue with you if they like what you have. And so it was during... The development of Algebra 1 that I found out I was uh, expecting number 4, that was that was an unexpected surprise. It, it has been a, a wonderful surprise, but again, when uh, we were trying to finish one course and or we get started on the next, and in there I had a newborn, you know, we had customers that would come on to ask a question and I'd answer at the 11 o'clock at night and they're like do you ever sleep and I was like when the baby left me because I was always on these weird hours and and I would just get on and answer questions if they came through because we have different time zones of course that people who use our our program are in and so yeah it was uh, there's a lot of ups and downs and and as far as you know being an entrepreneur <laughs> it's not what you, you what you think it is initially it's I mean, people talk about the hard work and, and you know that that's part of it, of course, but actually experiencing it with three small children and, you know, everything that goes along with that, um, it, it was definitely very challenging to sort of figure that out. And I don't know if we've figured it all out yet, because we're still, you know, you still make changes, try to do things differently, work-life balance, as it were.
1: I'll, I'll throw in a little story about when Zalen was uh, very, very little. I think he was how old was it when we started? Back six for, months. Six, six months. And she was starting back to film Algebra 2 at that point. And so I would go in, or all, all of us, the whole family would go in, and um, we would set Jalen down for a nap, have the others playing or doing schoolwork, while Alicia and I were filming the videos for Algebra 2. And then when Jalen woke up, then uh, I would take them across the road to a park and spend the next hour two three hours uh spending time in the park with them while she kept filming so that we could we could film um algebra two and so that's part of the the juggle we've had is the family is always there it's a family sacrifice too and it's it's, uh we tell them that you know you you sacrifice with us the reward is there you know you're you're going to benefit from what we're doing as well so
0: Exactly. Yes. I've been an entrepreneur while homeschooling our children, and there has been quite a bit of sacrifice. And I think, I don't know if you can speak to it, Alicia, but you have had the benefit of Of having Matthew doing some of the parenting Oftentimes homeschooling moms Don't actually have their husband doing that much help During the day while they're running their business And homeschooling But I think that as women though like You were talking about being away from your children And they were with their father But don't you think as moms We kind of feel more guilty about that? Oh absolutely (laughs)
2: Probably the hardest thing through all of this Has been the mom guilt And, you know, because my kids, they they want me home and and they love their dad and and he's great with them and all of that. But they want me there, too. And, you know, of course, I want to be there. But the fact that they want me, they're they're much more likely to be on me all the time if I'm home, which is why I had to go to the office. And so we uh, we tend to do uh, I go in a little later to the office and we do school. Uh, you know, the bookwork type stuff um, in the morning. yeah, it is it, it is I find that's one of the hardest things being a mom and running this business and you know all the stress that goes along with that and and the stress of knowing that your kids are sad because you're not there. and yeah, that's that's really, really hard at times.
0: Yes, yes, I've been there. and then when they get a lot older, they actually don't care if you're not there. <laughs> and that's hard too but it's all good that's right <laughs> all right let's talk about math I've been putting it off as long as possible just kidding <laughs> just kidding one of your missions with unlocked math is to help students with math anxiety what is that and how do you help
2: so I started to um, recognize math anxiety when I was teaching in them public school classrooms and basically it's kids they just when they start to think about math or doing math they start to get very anxious and what that actually ends up doing is actually inhibits their ability to learn the math which of course is going to inhibit their ability to do the math which then leads them to think oh I just can't do math or I'm just stupid or you know there's something wrong with me and it, that's further perpetuated by the fact that a lot of parents have Math anxiety, so that you know they're like, oh, I wasn't good at math either. Oh, I can't help you. I don't know about this. And so there are studies that show that math anxiety from the parents can be transferred onto the, the children. And so when I was um, teaching, and I had the kids, you know, come to me. And uh, when I was in Georgia, there was some kids that had some pretty serious gaps that uh, I I actually had to fill before I could teach them what it was that I was supposed to teach them in the class that they were currently in. So that was. Um, that was such a huge challenge, but the one thing that I that I have had with being in the classroom is that my students and would really connect well with my personality, and I was able to explain it to them in a way that actually made sense as long as they were willing to work at it. That's the one thing that I find that people will say, oh, math is just hard, or they have this idea that math should be easy, and if it's not, then I'm just not good at it or
0: or their brain doesn't work that way
2: right exactly and math is challenging even for people who are in the mathematics field yes it's a higher level of math but it's it's challenging even for mathematicians um you know there's no doubt about that but and and it does take it does take effort it does take you know putting the work in but when it was explained to them in a way they could understand they were like oh i get it that makes so much sense and from that, that was just my that was my favorite part was when they were like, Oh, and and then and then they're willing to try more things and then they're willing to, you know, the hard quote unquote hard stuff doesn't scare them off or doesn't send them in you know, their brain doesn't shut down automatically because it's something that's challenging with the effort from the student and having it explained in a way that they understand, then they're able to go so much further and understand so much better. And they ever
0: even thought was possible. I can really hear your passion coming through, not only about math, but just about the light bulbs going on in the students minds and just really getting it and learning it and taking away the stress that once they have it explained in a way they can understand can unlock math be used sort of remedially not just only as a curriculum
2: oh absolutely we we actually have had students their their parents you know that they, they were either in the public school or they had another curriculum, but they wanted something else. Um, we had one student who was part of a charter school that would not would not allow them or accept them to use our course. So what they did was they used our course to teach it, and then they took the tests and stuff for the other one, which was you know part of the requirement that they had to fulfill. So you know we've had students use them as tutoring, as uh, filling in the gap uh, over the summer just to keep their skills fresh. Uh, So there's been many different ways that people have used Unlock Math to just help to solidify their foundation and, you know, to keep them moving ahead onto the more challenging uh, upper-level math. So,
0: Alicia, people who use your programs, they say that your math lessons are actually fun. Can you give us some examples of some of the things that you put into your lessons or that you do to make learning math enjoyable?
2: Sure. It's funny because that was the biggest challenge is, how to present the math in a way that was not just dull, boring, and you know same as every other math uh, video that you might have seen that that took it takes a lot of time <laughs> to do that, but we do a few things. for instance, in in pre-algebra, I have um, what I, I call uh, unlock math monster and it's it's usually just you know pop in and add a little, fun thing for the kids to see, but also um, further explaining a concept that we, you know, for instance, um, Percent, Introduction to Percent, we have him come in and he's wearing a centurion hat and we talk about how, you know, he's the leader of 100 in his army, that kind of thing. And um, the other thing that we do is we have animations that will demonstrate the examples uh, that we're trying to go through so when we're talking about place value we have basically rectangles let's say for the ones the tens the, the hundreds uh and then we we show via anim- animation how you you know when you have 10 in the ones and you have to move it over to the tens we show that in animation and it's it's colorful so it's it's very visual and every step is explained and uh, that's kind of my mantra: is bite-sized chunks. And so we really just slow it down. Not not my speaking, because I'm kind of a fast speaker. Uh, we, I try to try to slow it down, but it's it's very hard for me because I get very excited about about what I'm doing. Woo-hoo! And uh, yeah, and I, I'm really proud of the animations that we've been able to do. That that the people who have helped me create it have had some some amazing ideas. They're they you know really creative people. And that's been such, such a huge um, bonus for us. And, uh, and the other thing I think is just the fact that I uh, the, the kids can see me. And I do love the math. I love teaching. And, you know, I have a lot of projected energy that comes through in the videos, and, and I smile, because, you know, there's some videos that, that whoever it is that's teaching it, they, they don't even crack a smile even one time, <laughs> and who, I mean, how can you get excited about something where the person who's teaching it doesn't even seem to really want to teach it, and so I, I, I find that really important, and when I was in the classroom, that was the thing that I was able to connect with the students, and so, you know, that was challenging in the beginning, because how do I connect with my students through a camera? I had to visualize that I was speaking to a student and then, you know, pull that enthusiasm and that excitement, project that through the
0: um, the camera itself. Sounds like fun. I wish you were my math teacher. <laughs> All right. And I'll just give you an opportunity then to tell us anything else you want to tell us about your math program.
1: One thing that we're really proud of right now is January 1st, we were able to launch Unlock Math Foundations. And what we were finding is a lot of, um, or I was finding, because I answer the phones. If you call Unlock Math, I'm the one that answers the phones. Someday that might not be true, but it is true today. <laughs> and I answer the emails as well, and Alicia helps with that. Um, but we were getting so many emails and phone calls from parents with 13-, 14-, 15-year-old children that were not ready for our pre-algebra program. They might be in a, a third or fourth grade math level. And we were really wanting to help these students. And um, a lot of them have at least one learning disability, if, if not multiple ones. And so it was really important for us to try to do something to help these kids. And that's what we've done with foundations. We are able to take a student who might be on a third-grade math level and get them ready for pre-algebra all over the course of the foundations. And they can go through the course in, in eight, nine months and be ready to um, start pre-algebra then go into algebra one and you know, kind of rapidly catch up to where they would be typically for their for their age, and so that's that's something we're really proud of.
0: That sounds amazing. And math is so sequential that if you don't get the foundational things, you're just going to be lost, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that that was um, we have had a few students that started in our pre-algebra, and they, you know, we have uh, the first five units are really foundational skills with with a few added, you know, we had, talk about variables and that sort of thing, but really foundational things that you needed moving forward in the actual meat of the pre-algebra. And we, we had many students that they just weren't ready. And so at the time, we didn't have anything for them to move to uh, in order to shore up those foundational skills so that they could be successful in pre-algebra. And so, but now we do have that so that, um, you know, all of those multiplying, dividing and long division and all that stuff we, we have really gone from ground zero and built them up to a level where they are solid in all of those foundational skills. And then they can, you know, they're better able to handle the pre-algebra stuff. And, and plus, the, you know, there's the, the fact of maturing brains for a year. It can make a, a really big difference. So if you, you have, the you, you know, strong foundation and then you have the, you know, the brains have given a little bit more time to develop then you know, then they can move ahead. I mean, we did have one student and he'd struggled for with math for five years, never could find anything that worked. Started in our pre-algebra course when he was 15 and he finished it in six months. And it wasn't like he was being forced to, you know, go through it quickly. He was just so excited that he finally understood the math. It made sense to him that he didn't want to stop. He, you know, he wanted to keep going and then he moved right into algebra one, you know, and did well and, and was, you know, excited that he could understand it. And that's that's really the one of the best things that, you know, we hear about is when it really actually helps the student to realize they can do it and to feel more confident and you know, they may not love it but, you know, as I tell the parents, if if they complain a little less and they're not you're not having to have a you know, knock out drag out fight, then I, I say that's a win and that's that's part of our goal.
0: That's <laughs> a I win, mean. yep for sure. (laughs) Another thing that's been really exciting for us is, you know, Alicia's passion has always been
1: the, the strugglers, but what we found is we have some profoundly gifted students in our math program that really love Alicia's teaching and and her style. We've got a few in right now, and we had one that graduated with us last year. At age 12, she finished our Algebra 2, and she's in college now, so it's, things like that. It's really exciting to see such a wide range of students benefiting from
0: what That's excellent. Yeah, and it could be life-changing for someone really if depending on their sort of career path and direction to be able to grasp the math. So I'm thinking again about your foundations program. That might be something that if people say are just starting to homeschool and they've they're bringing their student out of out of a public school for example and and their student is behind that might be something that just to help get them on track and get them you know going in the right direction that sounds like it could be very useful for that as well absolutely
1: and i know a lot of veteran homeschoolers will recommend that new homeschoolers de-school for a period of time you know just just take take the time to enjoy the kids at home and 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 de-stress before you start on the the academic stuff. And one of the things with with our foundations course is it's
0: really easy to ease back into the academic side after that. That's good to know. Good to know. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and for sharing about your story and about Unlock Math. I will have links, as I said, in the show notes to your program. And so... Can you just also verbally give us the name of your website and the best way to find your product? Yes. Our website is unlockmath.com. You
1: can also find it on unlockmath.ca for anyone who's looking for, if you have a a private school, we have a a separate schools.unlockmath.com for schools. Thank
0: Thank you so much for having us. My pleasure. Thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, it's, it's been our extreme pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada!